Welcome to the Lockdown Dads podcast with me, Ian Dinwiddie, and my co-host, James Miller. We have 46 episodes available for you to explore with us and our amazing guests. Among many fascinating conversations, learn the personal stories and pandemic insights from politicians, PhDs, and an international rock star. If you do enjoy the content, why not visit inspiringdads.co.uk and sign up for our next webinar that explains why supporting new dads at work is the route to gender equality. Hi everyone and welcome to Lockdown Dads. This is episode number three. My name's Ian Dinwiddie. I am a father of two children. I have a 10-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old son. And also my wife um, wanted to point out that I do do indeed have a wife called Lisa and two cats called Boris and Sasha and they didn't get name checked in the first two weeks. (laughs) Boris the cat. Yeah, I give it a lot away there, Ian. Uh, and I'm uh, James. Who am I? Who am I? I'm James Miller, a father to two different children who are uh, twelve and nine, and uh, editor of WorkingDads.co.uk and author of Dads Don't Babysit. And each week, we're hoping to bring you a relevant discussion, really, hopefully provocative, hopefully entertaining, but mainly relevant to your life in this weird lockdown business that we're all going through. And uh, to that end, we've got a guest this week who has been very much helping me through lockdown with his YouTube videos and podcasts, which are aimed at children, but frankly, uh, have been helping me get through this. Uh, it's a comedian, dad, self-employed person, although I don't know if he's still self-employed given there's no employment for comedians at the moment. Uh, it's Tian and Dua. Thanks for joining Hello. us. Hello. Yeah, um, that's an interesting point. I don't think I've, it's, it's just sort of self now, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I'm just self, I think. There's definitely no employment, so I'm just here. <laughs> well, you've been entertaining yourself, well, entertaining me, you know. With, with yeah, that sounds a bit more dodgy, entertaining myself. So I think, yeah, it's better if I'm entertaining others, I hope, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, it's work of a sort. Um, yeah, we start with the same question every week. Um, so we'll put it to you first, Ian, and, and I say it's a sort of question that used to be sort of basic small talk, but now it's quite a massive question. How are you? Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it's a hard question, really, isn't it? I, it's, it's, I'm mm. sort of fine. I think, and and every now and then not fine, and then some days really well. Uh, there's like there's a lot of lockdown. I quite like. I mean, I you know, I'm a comedian. I've spent a lot of time in the days alone, <laughs> you know, not seeing people. Um, you know, you do writing and stuff, and uh, you know, I'm I tend to go to shops and stuff on a weekday when there's not many people around. So in, in that sense, it's not that different um, in a way. Uh, and uh, I definitely like. Um, you know, I quite like there not being so many people around. I quite like things like that. But yeah, then there are some days you just wait and go, oh, it's all this again. And uh, and my daughter is two and is currently going through the terrible twos. And we had like, yesterday we had a full on meltdown because we said, do you want spaghetti hoops for dinner? And she went, no, I hate spaghetti hoops. I don't like spaghetti hoops. And then we got her, we made, we made like a proper big dinner and we served it to her. She went, I want spaghetti hoops. And then burst into tears and screamed and screamed for 35 minutes. And that's every day right now. Every day is that pointless battle <laughs> and and we're potty training her at the same time. So the house is just covered in wee and poo and screaming and, uh, Oh, yeah, this was bad timing. <laughs> I was with her on the hating spaghetti hoops. I, I was quite, I, you know, I'm all for that, saying, no, I hate spaghetti hoops. But then she changed her mind. What's she thinking? That's terrible to do. Well, that's, I mean, that's it. If she just straight up, you know, had the conviction to say, I hate spaghetti hoops and then stuck with that, fair enough. Fair play. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but it's the U-turns. Um, it's always about the U-turns. 
Yeah, I mean, you say that, obviously, you know, you're sort of similar to, to us, I think, in, in the extent that, as you say, you're sort of often at home in the day when you're self-employed or doing whatever we, we do. Um, but now, of course, you've got your partner and child around all the time. So that is actually, yeah. I, I find one of the things is trying to find that quiet moment is really hard. Um, well, it's, it's really tricky as well because, the, the, you know, I mean, my industry is, is not happening now anyway because obviously uh, live comedy gigs, uh, you had to be in, in a room, a windowless dark room with strangers and apparently that's, that's not safe for pandemics. So um, that's all stopped. And, um, but, you know, there are other comedy things going on. There's online gigs and all sorts of fun stuff. But actually part of my job was the creative bit in the day when you'd have time to yourself to go I'm going to write things and work things out and now my daytime is just oh don't we on the floor again oh don't throw that oh don't scream at that and then there's no comedy uh, brain going on um for for the yeah. evening stuff so you know that's that's been interesting and how, are you, interesting. how are you Ian have you weed on the floor this week uh, no, no. Although um, as part well of done. my, that's the first week in lockdown, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Um, my 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 son's seven, and he still has ridiculous tantrums about all sorts of things. He hates me, hates that, uh, hates whatever. Um, so that's that's been quite entertaining. I uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been a pretty good week, I think. Actually, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where. Um, my, it was quite interesting. My son has a weekly uh, Beavers meetup on, on, on the laptop, on Zoom, and there's about sort of nine kids, nine, nine boys, and they, they're wearing, their, they're wearing their, their, their jumper. Well, it wasn't the jumper, but it's got a little woggle and the scarf on and that sort of thing. And, and the leader was, try, was going around the room, going around the, the room, <laughs> uh, going around the room and asking them, well, what have you been doing this week? And Stroh just looked at me and he's like, I'm like, I don't know. And then all the other kids are just like, all the other kids are kind of going, looking at their parents going, we did some homework um, and we played in the garden and that was it. And they were like, okay, let's move on. So um, what was it? What they expecting you to say? Because you can't go orienteering or camping or anything well, right now, can well, you? It's a bit tricky. Camp camping's actually a bigger deal at the moment than you might think. If you've got a garden, then you can work towards your going away badge, I think it's called. Uh, and so some parents, you know, some parents and some kids, I think, are really embracing it and they're camping out. You know, hear stories that people have camped in their garden like six days in a row or something kind of surreal like that. I can't get my kids anywhere near even looking at a tent. They are ridiculously, <laughs> you know, we obviously haven't raised them in the right way because they have no interest whatsoever. So that's been... Well, that so is maybe the right way, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, okay, good. I mean, I, I, yeah, I grew up. I, I, I can't I, deal with camping whatsoever. I, so, I fully understand. So yeah, but um, in terms of keeping, uh, in, in terms of this week, I've been enjoying. I've been enjoying listening to a bit of podcast, Tins podcast, a politics podcast, which I really enjoyed while I was doing the cleaning yesterday, doing the bathrooms, and that kept me that kept me endlessly amused. Actually, twenty minutes of uh, of, of monologue, brilliant. I, I really enjoyed it. But James, um, last week you were talking about keeping your keeping your hand in in terms of work. Uh, and you've been really prolific this week in terms of writing. What kind of impact has that had and what sort of feedback have you had about what you've been writing about? Uh, I've had loads of impact. Now the government's yeah. collapsed in the face of my anger. <laughs> well, that's what I've heard anyway. Um, yeah, no, I think it's an interesting, you know, one of the things that I sort of have noticed around all this and around sort of mental health is, is actually doing stuff, the regular stuff is actually quite painful in a way in that golf clubs opened yes so Wednesday me and my son went straight down the golf course um, but then you feel quite bad afterwards because it's not normal you know you're doing a normal thing 
but it actually just shows how not normal everything is at the moment. Um, so I was a bit concerned about writing actually that, you know, that's a sort of normal thing and it's not normal times. Um, but it was a good tip I gave last week, actually keep your hand in because mm. I, think I wrote a blog every day and the, the discipline of sitting down and actually doing something when there's nothing to do because you know, it was that or tidy the kids craft drawer. Um, <laughs> you do actually feel quite good afterwards. You know, I, right, I achieved that. I set out to write a blog and I'd done it. Um, and they've been quite well received. Like, what did I do? I did Sweden on, on day one, which mm, was, yep. uh, and then I did the sewers about the time I went down the sewers. I quite liked that one, but nobody else did. Uh, what else did I do? I did locking up grannies and the, why it's uh, sexist, all the talk of grannies and how Colonel Tom is actually a victim of sexism. These are whole separate podcasts. We're not going to go into detail here. Uh, what was yesterday's one? Yesterday's one was the was one that did schools. the best. Or it was tool up people because those mm. of us who want a new, a different future are going to have to fight for it um, because the government aren't going to hand it to us and the capitalists are all going to try and say, yeah, I'll just give you a job, but you're not getting any paternity leave. So those of us that won't change are going to have to tool up. Mm. That one seems to go down very well, particularly on you know places like LinkedIn where people are interested in capitalism and things like that. Um, but that, I mean, I suppose looking to the future, this is smooth, uh, takes us into our first first feature, doesn't it? The old, uh, when I'm 64, you have to imagine the music because we can't, we can't even afford the proper Zoom subscription. So we certainly can't afford to buy <laughs> When I'm 64 by the Beatles to play at this point. So you just have to imagine the song uh, and then think about what are we going to be looking back on in 20 years' time? When we look back on this period in, in 20 years' time, um, TNN, got any thoughts on what, what you think or you or your children will particularly remember? How boring it is. Uh, <laughs> I, because I think in my head, I really assumed that a pandemic would be, you know, I've watched a lot of films and in films, pandemics are terrifying and there's always somebody in a sort of action role that's got to stop a rabid monkey from infecting everyone or zombies or something. Mm. A lot of this has been sitting around going, ah, oh, uh, I don't know what day it is and <laughs> I don't know if I want to go to supermarkets in a hazmat suit just to buy a tin of chopped tomatoes and, you know a lot of it's just the same old thing again and again and I think I think that's what we'll remember <laughs> you know there's all this talk of blitz spirit but I think in the blitz people are genuinely terrified and worried yeah. in this a lot of it's just oh it's another day at home oh well yeah that waking up I think I mean you mentioned it earlier that is the worst part of the day I think when you wake up and you go just a you know here we go again you know and i think yeah that that feeling because you're having it every day will be well remembered in however many years time no yeah i think that's yeah i think that's really you want you want it to be more exciting is that but without too many zombies i guess yeah, I don't want it to be terrifying. I just yeah. want it to be more interesting. I don't, so I, 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 I'll reveal, I, I had a COVID test yesterday um, because uh, not for any worrying reasons, but I'm, I'm diabetic and I've got the COVID yeah. symptoms app on my phone and I'd recorded, I had two days of very high diabetic blood sugars for no real reason. And sometimes mm. that can mean you've got an infection. And so I just recorded it on the app and I got an email going, you qualify for a test and people you live with can have one too if they're over five. So my daughter couldn't, obviously, but my wife could. So we got in the car and because it was booked for that day and um, genuinely was re- like highlight of my week. I got to queue up in a queue of cars and then a whole load of army blokes gave us a testing kit and we had to sit in a car park. And it, it, was, it was quite grim, actually. You have to stick a 
swab in your throat and then in your nose and is horrible and you have to try and read six different instruction leaflets while not contaminating the sample and everything. but it was just for a little moment it was a bit like a zombie film there's all these army guys in a in a car park handing out things in biohazard bags and yeah <laughs> and i was like Do you know what this is something different if nothing else even though i've had to ram a cotton bud up my nose which is horrible at least I've, i'll remember that it's thursday because of this <laughs> Every Thursday from now on, then you'll remember what day of the week it is. Thursday, that's cotton that's bud up the nose day. That's a good idea. I have to get a that. soldier to jab a cotton bud up my... I, actually, I did it. He didn't do it, so it's fine. When do you get the result? Uh, I don't know. It's meant to be 48 hours, but there's also a caveat of going, but it might take much longer, so who knows? How long it takes Matt Hancock to put it in a little pot or something. <laughs> that's it. That's it. By the time I get the results back, I might have either got, either got over it or caught it from somewhere else entirely, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we just go um, around again, uh, James. In terms of in terms of your um, what you might remember when you're 64, what would you what what springs to mind for you? The Christmas of Death. That's what I, that's what we're going to remember. Um, that's, what <laughs> that's what my brother calls it. Early on in this, you know, the kids are so good at sitting down for schoolwork, and you know, it's a really weird time for kids to understand. And I mean, you must know this, Tian. I mean, my kids are old enough that you can sort of explain roughly what's going on, but particularly anybody with smaller children, it's very weird. Um, so I kind of, we made a sort of decision to buy them stuff, essentially, <laughs> to brighten up this weird period with stuff, like mainly Lego, let's face it. Um, and, you know, so essentially, so that when they look back, when they're 64, or not when they're 64, what they've been 20 years time, when they're sort of 30, they'll look back and think, do you remember that time? Not, or, do you remember that time when we all thought we were, mum and dad were going to die? They'll think, remember that time when we got tons of Lego? That was amazing. Let's have another pandemic maybe. But, you know, hopefully not the last bit. But, um, yeah, my brother calls it the Christmas of death. Unfortunately, it's now going on so long that it's quite clear that Christmas is going to have to end because, you know, we run out of money in that. But, um, yeah, I hope that's, that's what we look back and That's the floor with that song, wasn't it? Wish it could be Christmas every day. This is what happens when it is. Yeah. It becomes very difficult to manage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I say I hope they'll look back and, and remember that. And um, Christmas of death is quite a, uh, well, it's not a very nice phrase, let's face it. But uh, it's vaguely, vaguely amusing. But I mean, yeah, are you finding that, Tiana? Is it hard to explain? Because it's like we've got sort of older children who can explain what's going on, or do you just not explain it to your daughter? We we can't explain. We, you know, it, she's two, and so yeah. anything to the, she doesn't understand what a germ is. Um, so we've uh, currently everyone's on holiday. The grandparents are on holiday. Uh, the child minds on holiday. All her friends from playgroup are on holiday. I mean, they've been on holiday for ages. They're having a great time, obviously. But it's the only way. We, I mean, luckily she's not really got a concept of time, so mm. she's still talking about things that happened six weeks ago, as though they were last week because she hasn't got a clue. Um, it's us that's feeling it. We're the ones that want the child fighter and grandparents to come back. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely. <laughs> Take her away, just for a day, just for one day. <laughs> yeah, it will happen. Oh, be, oh, you'll want her back when they do. When she go, oh, you'll of be worried. You know. It's, such, uh, a magi- yeah, it's you... such a magical time, after all. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you looking back on, or what do you think you'll be looking back on, Ian? Well, kind of the same kind of, same kind of idea in terms of, in terms of toys is that kind of going back, um, my kids, especially my son, is going back to more sort of, not quite, childish is not quite the right word, but sort of younger pursuits. So Mm. he started reconnecting with the Lego that he kind of abandoned in favor of kicking a a ball around the living room endlessly because, and now the days are longer and we've got a lot more time to fill up. He's exploring and reconnecting with some of his past. And so he's, he started going back into Paw Patrol and octonauts so he's seven he's rediscovered his toys 
so my um my sister-in-law is is going to give birth in uh, imminently within the next couple of weeks and so we we're going to take some of the, his old paw patrol toys to to my niece who's one of my nieces i have three i have three nieces <laughs> and one of my nieces we're going to take some paw patrol because she's really into paw patrol my son saw this he's like oh paw patrol <laughs> he starts playing with it and my daughter gets involved she's 10 and suddenly they've kind of go actually this is really fun just to play we've kind of mm -hmm. forgotten about playing. And so today the Octonauts toys came out. And so we got Paw Patrol and Octonauts and they're chunky old, you know, chunky old plastic toys. He was, he was, well, by the time he was two, he was already obsessed with Octonauts. And Octonauts is great. I, I absolutely love Octonauts. All right. And um, so it's really nice to see it coming back. And he read a book last, last night that we used to read to him. And now he's read, read it to, read it to me. And he said, oh, this is really fun. So I hopefully that's them? what he's going to remember. Have you got Octonauts yet, Tiernan? Have you got Octonauts in your house? No, we're not. We're not yet on. Uh, not yet on Octonauts. No, we've um, we've been uh, so grateful for Disney Plus. That's what's happened lately. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's been. It, that arrived at an almost suspicious time. I'm not saying Disney. <laughs> have, I'm not saying Disney are behind all of this, but it was suspicious. Uh, yeah, and that's been a, a real. So, so she's got into Muppet Babies, which I'm really pleased <sighs> with. Because uh, although they've revamped it, it's not as good. It's not as good as the oh. old one, obviously. The well, theme tune's all a bit too cheesy. Oh. But it's now all like sort of, you know, like CGI animation. And there's a, there's a penguin in it called Summer. They've got rid of Scooter and Ralph and replaced them with a penguin called Summer, um, mm, which I'm I not mean, having that. But, well, you know, The feminist still. to me says, you know, that's good. You probably do need to have more mm. than one female character. But you don't need to kill... You know, it's not a zero-sum game. You don't have to kill men for women to get on. That's not what this podcast is about. All right? <laughs> That's my issue. That's my issue. I, you know, I'm very happy with Summer being there. She's all right as a character in herself. But get, you don't get rid of Ralph. Scooter, fine. Ralph, yeah, no, scooter. come on. Don't get scooter. rid of Ralph. So, uh, you know. But yeah, that's, that's, the main, uh, that's the main thing at the moment. Muppet Babies. You've got Octonauts to look forward to. Who's, the yeah, who's, who's that? Was it Quasi? Quasi, yeah. Man, Quasi's man. Yeah, Quasi. Yeah, uh, um, Barnacles is in charge. You've got Dashy. Yeah, there's a Peso. Peso's the medic. Um, I think uh, I think one of the great things about Octonauts is that they do teach you a lot about the world and a lot about um, fish and general underwater animals. Uh, immortal jellyfish, the most amazing creature that never dies. It just regenerates That's itself. Up. And I only know about the immortal wow. jellyfish from Octonauts. That's a cartoonian. It's not real. It's true. No, they I looked it up. It's like, this can't be real. It's all real. I looked it no. up. It's like, this can't be real. Oh, it's not an immortal jellyfish. It doesn't like, it's not that it regenerates. So it sort of like gets a new body. It, no, it, it kind of, it's sort of <sighs> difficult to say. I'll have to look up the episode and we'll put the episode right. in the, uh, in the notes. But um, yeah, it's, it, it kind of doesn't really die. It sort of recycles itself almost. It goes into a, it goes into a different state. A sort of baby state. It's almost like a butterfly going back into becoming a caterpillar, and then just going it, around. Oh my goodness! Does it only die if you remove it from its body? Is that is that is it immortal in that sense? Like the uh, I think I think if you take it out of the water. It's oh, that the biggest uh, it's problem. Not immortal. There we go. That you. is quite a weakness. Right. Yeah, that's quite a, quite a rubbish weakness <laughs> when it comes down to it, actually. <laughs> I think I can live forever. Oh no! Oh yeah. Oh well. I think we've got distracted here. We're going down a going down a, a immortal jellyfish hole that we don't want to go down forever. <laughs> Um, we've talked about 64. Let's talk about when I'm 44. I mean, one of the things I think about this feature, which started out called when I'm 44, because you know, that's in a year or two's time and, and things will all be back to normal, right? Beginning to feel we might have to rename it when I'm 54 because it feels like things are, um, 
going to take a little while. Mm. Um, I mean, one of the things I've been thinking about, and it's probably particularly appropriate with Tiernan on, is, is this issue of the self-employed. Um, and I sort of hope that when I'm 44 or 54 or whatever this end, that people will have a, you know, government will take a slightly more grown-up attitude towards the self-employed and, you know, what they contribute and what they should get back. How, what's your experience been, Tiernan? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's felt like they haven't really cared about self-employed for quite a long time. Um, mm. I mean, in a, in a lot of angles, really, like, for example, me and my wife are, you know, privately rent, as it were, because we can't get a mortgage because we're both self-employed and therefore we're not considered uh, responsible to get a mortgage, even though our rent is more than a mortgage every month and we always pay it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, there's lots of areas like that where self-employed seem to get a lot of stick and paying tax in advance. Oh my goodness, that's always made me mad. Um, but this situation has been particularly bad and I've just, I've just uh, applied for self-employed support, which mm-hmm. was interesting. But um, because there's a lovely thing with comedians where we don't always make profit in a year because we might do the Edinburgh Fringe, which yeah. um, just destroys all mm-hmm. the money that you have. And so this uh, self-employed support looks back at the last three years of your earnings and gives you an average. And I've got one year where I was at the Edinburgh Fringe, so I didn't. So my average has got a year knocked off it. And my wife was one year was she was on maternity leave, so she's got a year knocked off it. So we're both getting a much smaller chunk than we were hoping for. Um, but it's look, the one thing I'm going to I'll be slightly positive here in that comedy is sort of adapting uh, in my field anyway, because, you know, we were we we're all really worried. Actually, a lot of comedians are still very worried and they should be. But so much stuff's happening online. So many podcasts happening. So many other things. People suddenly realize we can still do what we do. We just have to work out how to do it in a different way. Um, and uh, the industries, there's already been a sort of live comedy association union that's got together from sort of a thousand different comedian people and promoters and producers have all kind of worked together and said, we're forming this now and we're going to rally the government to do something because we can't do what we do until this is fixed. And, and it's really proactive. And that's quite exciting that... Um, People are both being creative and trying to get on top of this. So that, that makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, is that your when I'm 44 sort of thing? That no, got- my, when I'm 44, I'll tell you the thing that, that's going to bother me in, in a year or so's time is, is simply just people being around. I've realized <laughs> that I'm now so used to, even when there's a few people on our road and you have to dodge them, it's freaking me out. Mm-hmm. When, when it's starting to be crowds everywhere. I mean, which makes my job really hard if I do any crowded venues, I'm going to be in. I mean, most of my Edinburgh shows will be fine because they never get more than six people in anyway. But, you know, <laughs> any big venues will be a bit terrifying. I saw you in Edinburgh and there was at least probably more than six, not a lot more than six, admittedly, but there's certainly more than six. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. And you were certainly better than that man with the hair that was on Strictly. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, that's Sean nice. Sean Walsh, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's change, isn't it? It's going to be lots of change going forward and trying to predict what that's going to be. Ian, what's your thoughts on, on what that change might look like in, in a year or two's time? Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the kind of the political side of things, which we don't, we haven't touched on in any of the sort of episodes so far, but we, with you guys, with your, with your political hats on, I wondered whether we're starting to see the start of the opposition being more effective at holding the government to account for some of the, for some of the things we, we in the past have taken for granted that, you know, that's what opposition parties do is to ask the difficult questions. And what's quite, I think what was quite interesting to me is the, the new format for something like Prime Minister's Question Time, where you don't have this mass ranks of 
people making it, you know, people making a lot of noise and cheering on their team. When it's one to one and it's question and answer, then that's becoming quite an interesting dynamic. And it would be, be really interesting to see how that plays out in terms of how, you know, how Boris Johnson, um, my cat, by the way, is not named after Boris Johnson. He's named after <laughs> Boris. He is now, he's 12 years old. He's Russian. He's named after Boris Yeltsin. So uh, that is the, um, I always have to explain that <laughs> these days, it's like a loaded question. My cat's called Boris. But I wonder how Boris Johnson is going to, um, to kind of cope with that, really. I don't know what, what you guys think, um, as with your political, your political commentator hats on. Yeah, I think, yeah, in a year's time, this is, it's going to be different, isn't it? Like you say, that's um, certainly one of the changes, because you know, just the change in personnel is, is going to have an impact. Um, but I wonder, like you say, in terms of PMQs, uh, you know, we're hearing today that, that um, Jacob Rees-Mogg wants all the MPs back because Boris is doing so badly at Prime Minister's questions that he, he wants mm-hmm. to have his team behind him cheering on. Um, I wonder if the longer we can go without that atmosphere, how that will affect not just you know, politics, but society more widely. If you sort of do away with that divisive Yabu style, mm-hmm. um, if there's a you know, society will become nicer. <laughs> I mean, I know that's wishful thinking, you know. <laughs> yeah, see, my concern is always that um, that I, uh, you know, I know you pay, you pay attention to that, James, and, and I do, and, but, but I think of most people I know have never watched the Prime Minister's questions in their life and, and never will. And so the atmosphere there doesn't really make any difference to them mm. anyway. So, so my concern with an opposition is, you know, for example, this week Labour have said... Um, they're not going to ask for uh, rent to be. They're not going to ask for um, there to be a uh, rent to be cancelled for private rents for three months or for there to be a rent break because that's very unlabour of them. Uh, Thangam Debonair said, and it's like, no, we could do with you supporting. We do with you supporting. Us. <laughs> you know, uh, and there's there's been sort of various policies like that that have come through, and and uh, Keir Starmer says not going to oppose you know, not having a Brexit extension, but actually the public really want one right now. And you go, it'd be good if you'd stood up to some of these things. So I'm not sure mm. it's enough yet, but I'm, it is uh, weird times. Everything's going to be very different in a year and uh, we'll have to see. I was going to say, Ian, I did wonder if your cat was called Boris after Boris Johnson. Maybe he's not around very much. Maybe he's got a lot of offspring. I didn't know um, if that was why, but. Works with Boris Yeltsin as well, doesn't it? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think the renting thing is interesting. Actually, there's something that in a year's time, you hope that again this will throw into relief the issue with renting and and private renting, and something something will be done about it. Uh, again, I suspect it's wishful thinking, but you know, it's an it's an opportunity. This is what we sort of try and focus on. Obviously, there are terrible things about this. Um, pandemic clearly uh, but there are opportunities to, to sort of try and remake things in a better way and you've got to hope that the renting would be uh, one issue of that it would be nice that's all i'm saying i'm not asking for much it would just be nice yeah i guess it, yeah. It's, the, it's the double whammy isn't it self-employed and renting at the same time is the is the tricky situation i guess absolutely yeah and, would... and it speaks to the dad thing as well dads are supposed to you know uh, be the breadwinner and yeah. pay the rent and all that sort of stuff in the you know in the distant past that was the 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 model wasn't it and again hopefully we're moving away from that and there's opportunities to to break that up i think i mean i'm very much learning i should have got a proper job <laughs> <laughs> well my I'm, dad was right yeah <laughs> the proper job so people that so, you know 
there's an interesting thing that you know the arts are actually people are beginning to understand the value of them aren't they you know when we're all locked down people are understanding that you know being made to laugh has a, a value and so does being able to look at things and you know watch films or watch the national theater or listen to music you know you've got again you've got a hope that coming out the other side of this the arts will be valued you know it's hope rather than expectation let's yeah we hope we hope so so tiernan if your if your dad's top tip would be to get a proper job what no, would I, your what would you like it yeah i know I, I'm, I'm proud of myself with that link um tiernan what would you say what's your top tip um from from being a lockdown dad um i've got it's, it's quite a weird tip I, I i should just say my dad's quite supportive it, just in case he listens to this i feel <laughs> i feel mean that i'm misrepresenting you um this is my really weird tip because we've got uh, our daughters too so i don't have any really good kids tips but from occasionally we'll just give her the ipad and give up but you know what um what we've this is this is a silly one we've we've made little, we're in a first floor flat so we don't have a garden so we've been going to parks and stuff for walks but we've made a little garden in our window right and we've done things we learned that if you cut the bottom off a lettuce once you finished it and you put it in a cup of water it really grows a whole lettuce and like if you put a garlic bulb in it grows a whole like sort of spring onion from the top of it you can regrow spring so we've just been finding all these tips and we've got a whole little kind of cultivated garden there in our balcony and every day my daughter is fascinated at seeing what's grown and what hasn't we've got a little cress and a little box of pansies and all sorts of and it's it's really helped every day she's seeing it's changing and it's growing and that's been really nice um and it's sort of vaguely given us an idea of having an outside space inside sort of it's like an immortal lettuce. Yeah. An immortal yeah. lettuce, yeah. Back, isn't it, Tiernan? That's a cold <laughs> I like it. It was, it was good, yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> what, what about you, James? What, what top tip have you brought this week for us to My top enjoy? Tip is watch all of or listen to all of Tiernan's various resources. Uh, his uh, Comedy Club for Kids uh, videos that are on YouTube, his um, Radio Nonsense podcasts that are on, you know, everywhere you can get your podcasts. Um, but don't necessarily do everything that is in those resources um very much look out for the lady singing the song about how how, how high her trousers can go because that is the one of the best bits of <laughs> that was like. helen duff the helen wonderful duff. helen duff mm. uh but don't do the thing where he had a guest and again i you know <laughs> this looks bad three men and i can't remember the ladies names the ladies uh but he also had a lady on his podcast who uh said it's very funny to go up to your partner and pretend you're going to kiss them and go, mm, mm, and then just go shouting in their face. <laughs> don't do that. You never get to kiss your partner ever again. I can tell you from experience. Don't don't do that. That is my top tip. Listen to his stuff. That was what Lucy Pearman. I, I should also point out that Ed Petrie on one of them said that th the way that children can help their parents is by breaking things. So that gives their parents something to do by having to fix it. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's been a lot of angry parents that have heard that. <laughs> Not too happy with that suggestion at all. He's very good as well. Ed Petrie's been very good. Um, uh, Ian, what's your tip? <laughs> uh, so mine's quite a practical and, and weird thing that my wife discovered, really. Uh, we've been doing a, a few um, Zoom classroom kind of activities, more kind of you know, ballet classes carried on over Zoom, and so has my son's football training. And what we've done is to put the laptop, which is obviously a little screen, and we've got a special cable, and it goes, the cable goes from the uh, 
the USB, some kind of USB uh, end into the HDMI on the TV. And so we have the small screen in front so that the so that the teacher can see the see our child doing their activity, but the child can see the teacher on the big screen. And so linking those two together has actually I will go as far as saying it has transformed the experience of both ballet and uh, and football. Um, and yeah, ballet and football are the two main ones. My wife uses it. She does a bit of little, little both. Saturday morning adult ballet. And uh, yeah, rather than squinting and peering in on that little screen and trying to get the angle right and all this sort of thing, you look at one place. The only downside is a music lesson. The teacher told told my daughter off for not looking at her. And she had to explain that she, the reason she wasn't looking at her was because she was enormous right over her shoulder and that's where she was looking it's like are you concentrating for it like, no you're up here it's like, ah, right. so that's my top tip cables you know cables, cables to make life easy for yourself um that's so a yeah. good tip good that's tip and nice, nice practical tip mm. get your cabling in order good yeah. it will change your life you know I've, you know let's face it that's a whole different podcast about the, the joy of cables but there's a lot <laughs> for the right cable and in the right slot or something. I don't know where that's going. Um, well, you could bring a box of all the cables you have at home and you've, everyone's got a box of cables and then mm. it's like, bring them by. Like, who needs this BlackBerry cable? Yeah, you spend Everybody. lockdown that big box of cables. <laughs> Man, you are having a hard time in lockdown, aren't you, Ian, if that's what you... <laughs> 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 I haven't, I haven't looked in that cupboard yet. <laughs> yeah, we've got one box and there's at least four cables in it that I still don't know what they're for and I refuse to look at them ever. Like, they're just going to move house with me for the rest of my life. Until yeah. I find the secret, it's just come back, in, come back in four weeks and you'll have wired them all up and created some sort of you know Frankenstein type science experiment. Um, An immortal lettuce, yeah. Yes. <laughs> put the yeah, put a cable in it. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Um, right, okay. Listen, uh, Mr. Zoom's about to throw us off. Uh, Mr. Zoom might be Mrs. Zoom. I don't know whoever whoever runs Zoom. Uh, Ian, do you want to do the credits? Yeah. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening and watching. This has been the Lockdown Dads podcast. If you've enjoyed what we've done here today, then um, please like and subscribe if it's on YouTube, or give us a, a rating. I think if it's on your if you're listening to it on a podcast. Now, if you've got any, um, you want to get in touch with us about any suggestions about guests, any comments any ideas that we can incorporate in the show and then if you go to the inspiringdads.co.uk website and it's there as lockdown dads and you can send us a message there yeah and i'll say thank you to you for joining us we'll put links to all the uh, all your various projects in the the show notes as they call them and uh yeah get in touch with us on you know twitter facebook whatever you can find us uh, if you have any feedback and come back next week for another episode of lockdown dads thank you and goodbye goodbye everyone bye thank you for listening to this episode of the lockdown dads podcast with me ian dinwiddie and my co-host james miller we have 45 episodes available for you to explore with us and our amazing guests if you enjoyed the content why not visit inspiringdads.co.uk and sign up for our next webinar that explains why supporting new dads at work is the route to gender equality